the simplest commercial baking resource. Brought to you by Bakerpedia and hosted by Mark Florka. With 45 years of industry experience, Mark knows the ins and outs of baking. He is Bakerpedia's community forum manager and baking instructor. He's here to share knowledge and help you grow connections. You're listening to the Baked In Science Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Zoom Essence. Their encapsulated flavors are changing the paradigm of flavor delivery. Check out their website at www.zoomessence.com or email hello at zoomessence.com to learn more. Welcome everyone to another Baked in Science podcast. And today we have some really interesting stuff to chat about. And I have with me today research chef and taste designer Jeff Stopa. Jeff, we want to go ahead and introduce yourself to everyone. Hello, everyone. This is Jeff. As Mark had mentioned, I am a research chef and I am with a company called Zoom Essence. We are a flavor company that produces powdered flavors. Primarily for food and beverage,、um, we are located in northern Kentucky,、mm-hmm. and we service both food service as well as consumer packaged goods in the industry. That's excellent. And so you mentioned you're a research chef. Tell us a little bit about that, because I don't think everybody is really familiar with what a research chef is. Sure, the research chef by discipline. Is a category of professionals that have training both in the culinary side of the business, but importantly also in the food science discipline.、Mm-hmm. So, what that really looks like in a professional setting is somebody who has been cross-trained in both areas and applies both of those disciplines to food and beverage production. Awesome! That's excellent. So that opens up a lot of opportunities for both. Chefs who have the culinary skills and the knowledge and curiosity to do more about the food science thing, especially as molecular gastronomy has grown so much in the last couple of decades. And on the flip side, the foody food scientist who wants to be more involved on the the culinary aspect of it—that's really incredible. And both you and I, we are members of the research. Chef Association, not to be confused with his master's voice, RCA. <laughs> <laughs> And you are certified, if I remember, is that correct? Correct. I had gone through the certification process with the Research Chefs Association a number of years ago. It's a great way for people to authenticate their training and their background in the industry. Excellent. You are in our group. We call them a CRC. You're a certified research chef, right? And then they also have a Certified culinary scientist. Is that correct? The CCS. Correct.、Yeah. So the, the CRC is typically somebody who comes from the culinary side of the business and wants to be certified in aspects of food science. And the CCS is somebody who comes from the food science side of the industry and wants to be validated in their knowledge in the culinary arts. 
Well, thank you for helping explain all of that. I think it's worth getting that word out there some more to people to be aware of this is, you know, even for bakers, that this is a an opportunity that they can pursue as a, a career aspect. Now, what we're really here to talk a little bit more about is Zoom Essence. And there are some really unique aspects to your flavoring systems and how you process them. You mentioned that they're powder, but I think it's more than just that. Can you elaborate and tell us a little bit more about the uniqueness of Zoom Essence? Sure. We have a patented process. Actually, there are multiple patents that that we possess for our process and production. But to, to really get to the heart of it, what makes us stand alone and different from other powder flavor producers is that we have a process that dries our flavors at approximately ambient or slightly warmer temperature. We, we dry at uh, anywhere around 100, 110 degrees Fahrenheit. Wow. And what that means is we typically don't flash off a lot of the volatiles that can be lost during a conventional spray dry process, which is much, much hotter. Uh huh. My impression, because you've had, you know, graciously, I've had the opportunity that you've shared some of your flavors with me. And the thing I noticed in a baking aspect when you mentioned the flashing off is that they seem to be much more potent and bake stable as well. Sure. I think another aspect of our process is that we typically dry our flavors not only at a lower temperature, but we also create a solid sphere versus a hollow sphere, which is typical of a more conventional high temperature spray dry. Mm -hmm. What that really means without getting into too much technical depth here is that when you have a conventional spray dry, there is a lot of water that is necessary to produce the slurry that is then atomized and dried. What happens is, is when that slurry hits the atomizer and is dried at high temperature, that moisture flashes off violently and creates a hollow cavern in the center of the particle. Ah. Our particles are fully dense and therefore they protect the volatiles that are being dried. Fantastic. Oh, that is really interesting. That is super. And I've received a little bit of a hint of what we're going to kind of get into and cover next. And I'm kind of really excited to hear about this. And you've got some new stuff that's from Zoom Essence to share with us. Yes, we're excited about this as well. So in addition to a lot of our conventional flavors that are in the genres of, let's say, citrus or vanillas, butters, chocolates, that sort of thing. We've been developing a library of, I would call alcohol, boozy or adult <laughs> themed flavors. Yeah. Adult sometimes takes on the wrong connotation. Yeah. Really what that library looks like is we've been drying beer flavors, lager type. Oh, beer lovely. Oh. Red and white wine, sherries, mm. marsala wine, and then distilled spirits, tequilas, rums, bourbons, sakes, that sort of thing. So we're really excited about that. That's amazing. I remember years ago, there was a vineyard in Ontario that was, you know, trying to use their waste stream as another profit means. And they were drying the, the grape skins after squeezing them out for making wine. 
and turning it into a powder and, and selling it. So the really only true benefit that ended up being was, was some fiber and it provided color. And if so, if you used it in a bread, but there really wasn't much flavor. And so I could imagine this would be really cool in like a, not quite a sourdough, but you know, an artisan style bread with a nice red wine flavor, like a Cabernet Sauvignon bread mm-hmm. with cheese. Oh, that would be awesome. Right? Yeah, exactly. That was the spark that caused the creation of a lot of these flavors is that we looked at some of those artisanal products out in the industry. And as to your point with the grape skins, when you're using just the raw material, you can deliver a fair amount of flavor at times, but oftentimes never nearly the amount that would be required to deliver that perception. So these flavors really help out in bringing that to your taste. That's really cool. And Marsala, for me, I mean, the the first thing that comes to mind in Marsala is things like Sabayon or Tzabaliona or tiramisu type things. There are so many people these days who are trying to abstain from the alcohol, whether it be religious or other reasons. And this would be a great way to get that flavor experience, which is really why we use the the booze in, in cooking and baking, is not to make it alcohol, not to get drunk off your dessert or anything. But the idea is to really impart those flavors. I guess in that sense, I just sort of popped into my head as I'm saying this, are these kosher, these flavors as well? Or do they have any type of those dietary certifications? Well, I can tell you about all of our flavors across the board coming out of our facility. They're all kosher. They're all Mm non-GMO. And we produce both natural and natural and artificial flavors. But for our conversation today, we're talking about all natural flavors here. All of them that I mentioned are natural. Yeah, that's fantastic. I figured that because one of the things with most of those certifications is that it is all about natural and clean. And so a lot of the special interest groups who are looking to natural, they will look to kosher certification or halal certification as part of their designating it natural, so to speak, because other than in the flavor world, when it comes to finished foods, there is no legal definition for for natural. So that's, that's a great way. That is awesome. That is so interesting. Have you created anything interesting with some of these that you can share with us and tell us about? Certainly, certainly. Uh, Specifically to the bakery side of the industry, we've looked at dark rum flavors that can go very, very well along the lines of, let's say, raisins soaked in rum, like similar to what you'd find in a pano raisin. We also have uh, pina colada flavor systems that we've put together with all of those components that you would expect in that beverage. And we've been playing with bringing back some of the retro cocktail profiles, such as uh, Grasshopper and Pink Squirrel, which seem to be trendy these days. So, yeah, it's a lot of fun playing on the bench with uh, some of these new things. This is why it's so much fun to be a research chef. It's it's taking that culinary knowledge and experience and everything and then being able to customize and design these types of flavor systems. And, uh, you know, you must be just having a blast. Like This sounds so cool. This is incredible. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's a lot of fun when you can create something from the ground up and then present that as a new and exciting concept to develop the and extend uh, the product line for a customer. 
Wow, that's really fantastic. You know, you mentioned that, you know, it's bakery specific. I'm aware because we, we used to be colleagues at, at ADM and Wild once once upon mm-hmm. a time, and that, that you have a baking background. Does Zoom assist bakers with some of their flavor development goals and things like that? And, and how do you kind of go about that? What is sort of your... I guess, for lack of a better term, criteria, or how do you kind of set things up with a customer and and hitting their flavor goals? Sure. I think that's one of the commonalities that you and I both have is that we have been familiar with commercialization and product ideation from the ground up. And as a company, Zoom Essence supports not only the bakery side, but I have to give a shout out to the other categories at this oh, point. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That we are able to assist in the commercialization process, not only for bakery, but also for ready-to-drink products. We also do ready-to-mix dry blends for the powdered beverage industry as well. Nice. So, yeah, no, whether that's bakery or beverage or what have you, we have a skill set and a team here that can assist in that from the ground. That's fantastic. And I mentioned, you know, earlier in our conversation that I've I've had a chance to try some of your flavors and some things. And I really like how bake stable they are and how the flavors are not overpowering, I have to say. They are not muted. They're just really well rounded. And the lemon cookie recipe that you gave me and that lemon flavor, it's like it's my wife's favorite. I mean, it's it's just so beautifully done and it tastes, you know, just like you're in a lemon orchid in, in Tuscany or something, you know, it's 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 mm. just beautiful. It's really nice. And so with that, you know, shelf life has been a big question these days a lot. And it seems that a lot of bakers are looking to distribute, you know, further between distribution points or things. And we see a lot of people looking for long shelf life. Is there anything on shelf life side of things that you have recommendations or that you have special flavor systems for things like that? Yes, actually getting back to the creation of our flavors from a drying perspective, We have found because of the fully dense particle that we produce and protecting those volatile aroma chemicals that you find in any of the source materials is that our products are more stable, not only on the shelf in a powdered form, but also in product through either frozen products or something that may have preservatives added to them and where you're expecting a much longer shelf life than normal. So we typically find and we state that our flavors have a one-year shelf life. I will tell you through stability that we've done internally and testing some of these flavors that it's well beyond that. Many of our flavors are, are still holding and retaining most of their attributes well into two or you know three years on the shelf. Now, I wouldn't recommend that, nor would we, would we <laughs> yeah. ship that to a customer. But you know, I can say with confidence that these flavors are very stable. No, that's fantastic. As you know, we've worked on things like this in the past. And I remember working with a customer on some nutrition bars where our team in Decatur was doing some of the the testing follow-up. And we would do accelerated in a 40 degree Celsius incubation chamber. And it is so critical because after six months, a lot of times the flavors start to fade off, right? Or other flavors start emerging. And so it's really critical for the flavor to perform well. So that's really super. This has been fantastic, Jeff. Thank you so much for coming on and talking with us. Uh, Is there anything else you'd like to 
point out or add that we haven't talked about? This is your chance to take over. <laughs> sure. Well, I would just wanted to reiterate that with our team that we have here and our ability to customize flavors and flavor systems, we look forward to working with anyone who's interested in having an, an iconic flavor created or a blend of them in their finished product. We have, as I mentioned, a, a full team of scientists, not only on the flavor creation side, but also culinarians and food scientists on our team to assist fully through commercialization. Fantastic. And so you have a, a website too that people can peruse, which is, I, I believe it's zoomessence.com. That is correct. And so they can get a hold of people that way at Zoom and get things set up from there as far as meeting their needs and so on. Absolutely. I have to mention we have a crack sales team as well to follow up on some of those inquiries. Fantastic. Thanks again for coming on. This has been your Baked in Science podcast. I'm your host, Mark Florka, and my guest was Jeff Stopa of Zoom Essence. Thanks again, Jeff. Thank you, Mark. Zoom Essence flavors are encapsulated at low temperature and they're concentrated, allowing for lower use rates in many applications. Try them in anything from sweet fillings to savory breads and biscuits and taste the Zoom Essence difference. Go to zoomessence.com or email hello at zoomessence.com to learn more. Thank you for joining us and I hope you enjoyed listening to this podcast. If you'd like to know more about the flavor systems that Jeff and I discussed, then zoom on over on the worldwide internet to Zoom Essence, Z-O-O-M-E-S-S-E-N-C-E dot com and click on contact and you can request more information. Thanks again. This is your Baked and Science podcast. My name is Mark Florka, and we'll see you in the next one.